Hello DFers, Alfie here. Welcome to the official Draft Fantasy Podcast. The international break is coming, so our show has plenty of bang to keep you going until game week 13. Look, we've had various reports from you guys of culprits around the league's going ghost. So in part one, I finally decided to call out Sam on his ghost management. Uh, we also have our brief Game Week 12 review. Part two, our secret journalist is here to preview Game Week 13, give advice as to where you can find those hidden player points. And he's also got a very important gerbil update. Part three, we've got more autobiography readings in Who Dat Man. And part four is, of course, Game Week 13 fixture. So, without further delay, let's roll out the fun. Let's roll that music. The Draft Fantasy Podcast. And it's live. Hello, DFers. Welcome to the Draft Fantasy Podcast. I'm Alfie, of course, and I'm joined in the studio, in the club, by the wonderful Manners. Hello, Manners. Hello, Alfie. <laughs> Joyous as always. How, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah. yeah, things are okay. Hey, before we get on and chat, how about we have a Game Week 12 roundup? City win gold with silvers as they spank United to claim the Manchester derby bragging rights with a hypnotic 46-pass mega goal. Liverpool and Salah keep the pressure on with a solid 2-0 win against Fulham, as do Spurs with their young defender Foyth securing goal number Juan. Rondon powers Newcastle to another victory and Cardiff follows suit against the Seagulls. Huddersfield West Ham draw, Chelsea Everton draw, Leicester Burnley draw, Arsenal Wolves draw and Southampton Watford draw. Part five. Six clean sheets this week. Leicester, Burnley, Spurs, Liverpool, Chelsea, Everton. Assist Kings, well, it's Bernardo Silva. Assisting defenders, Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Goal Kings, Mr. Rondon, of course, with two. Goal scoring defenders this week, Juan Foyth, Bamba, Dunk, Holibas. Uh, one red card, Dale Stevens, And, of course, the best post-match interview was our friend, Charlie Austin. This week's top players, Manners, Juan Foyth, uh, Robertson, TAA, Rondon, and Patterson. And top players overall, Salah, Sterling, Alonso, and Aguero. <laughs> same names The again. same old boring names. When, just, when's yeah. the next Salah going to come along? I don't know. I've never got any of those players ever. Should have been Mitrovic. Hey, some notable players. Nathaniel Chalaber played 90 minutes, so he's Sounds back. a bit like Shabley. Yes. Uh, Gilfie Sigerson got injured, so that's unknown. It might just be the international period he's I out call for. I him Siggy. Siggy Sig. Ah. Oh, dear. And that's quite relevant, isn't it, with the Spice Girls coming back? And uh, are the Spice Girls doing what? The Spice, the Spice Girls have got a comeback tour. You know with Posh? No, no, because she doesn't need well, the money. Well, that doesn't count then, does it? She doesn't need the money, but they do. And yeah. I think Mel is his scary woman. They've uh, done Mel, this loads of times, haven't they? Mel B. No, 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 they haven't. They're doing oh. comebacks. Mel B needs a new face, I think. That's why she's doing it. Uh, do you want to hear some stats then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Sorry, this tea's not agreeing with me. It's that Brazilian chocolate. You mean this beer with oh, chocolate? Yeah, uh, okay, so stat. For the first time in English top flight history, there are three unbeaten teams after 12 matches. 12 matches, eh? Hey? Mm. First time ever. First time ever. 
England's top flight country. Another stat for you. Uh, Spurs have won 1-0 in each of the last five Premier League meetings with Crystal Palace. Oh, <laughs> gosh, that's boring. Uh, another stat for you. David Silva has... No, I'm burping. David Silva has <laughs> scored in three consecutive home games for the first time for Manchester City. Oh, God, I hey, love you that know, guy. Hey, do you know what? Do you know who's, who's got uh, the most uh, passes completed for Manchester City? Amaric Laporte with 1,068. 1,068. Was it this year or last year everyone was getting... Oh, it was last, last transfer window, wasn't it? Was it? He did. He came in last in January. Yeah. Uh, do you know who's second with the most passes? Nope. Fernandinho. Uh, and do you know who's next then? Kyle Walker, 753. Fernandinho, who you smashed me for. Yeah. He's shit. Loads of passes, loads of points. No, 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 sorry. Let's get one thing. In real world, we got man of the match uh, on Sunday. Real world, brilliant. He's. I was looking at stats today. He does the most tackles, most obviously second most passes. But does he score DF points? No. He's a good player. And how many points has De Bruyne scored since? No, but all right. But when you get for the running, mate, you're well. going to need him for the running if he has a knee. Anyway, De Bruyne came back and boshed himself again. So I'm glad to see that back in that bastard. Uh, so there's talk about game week 12 then which we sort of are already I suppose yeah let's uh, Manners Adi, you don't know how you got on yeah, because you are officially for those who don't know Manners is officially a ghost manager now aren't you Manners you're officially I'm just ghosting you and others no well but there's you know it's a bit of an epidemic so, th- so th- I'll tell you how you got on you played Robson you lost 40 points to 25 Robson's got a striker called Success. Yeah, it's Isaac Success. That's brilliant. <laughs> He's got a striker <laughs> called Success. That's cheating, surely. Still clinging on to De Bruyne. Fernandinho um, <laughs> got man of the match, but only three points. Uh, you've still got Etheridge in goal. Yep. Uh, you've still got Pereira in your first <laughs> team. <laughs> no, I haven't. No. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter because he didn't play, so whoever comes on from the bench is fine. It's it fine. doesn't matter. You mean you don't can... question the system, right? Yeah, don't question the system that works so well. Uh, so you have no interest in fantasy football. You don't respond to transfer offers. <laughs> you WhatsApp... I tell you why I don't respond to any of the bloody transfer offers is because they're all gash. It's absolutely. You it's don't an respond. Ins- it doesn't matter if you send me insulting stuff. Why should I waste I send my you time? you good stuff, but you don't look at That's it. That's absolute bollocks. Right, we're looking at it right now. Right, okay. It's too uh, late. You think let, just because I'm just... tuned out a little bit <laughs> that I'm going to uh, allow people to just come and cherry pick all my best players? You it's not are happen. a ghost man. I put it to you. You are a ghost manager, and you have been exposed on Twitter, but because you don't check anything, you don't even know. I don't either, even have either. Twitter. How the fuck am I meant to check? Oh, I do have Twitter, but I don't. Look, listen. The only time I ever checked into Twitter in the last three. Three years was when you said you were making me do this bloody thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, listen, can I just say, right, now, Alf, offered... Oh, it's not as easy to bring it up as that. Fadge, hang on, manners, where am I? <laughs> it's good that you've done the research to back up your <laughs> argument. <laughs> I mean, well, you're not proving out. me right at all, are you? Just chill out a second, hang on. Right, so you offered me Smalling for Montreal. That's actually not awful. But, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I, I, that wasn't, uh, uh, that's not too bad either. <laughs> hey, but like, mate, jokes aside, you're a ghost manager. That's fine. Looks just how you are. Um, but uh, every league has one. And in fact, other league managers have been in touch to share their frustration. <laughs> Do you want to hear some? Oh, so, draft FPL, draft FPL fan tracks. We're about to punish a guy in our league. 
for being silent in the group chat for the last two months, despite repeated warnings. Having his number one waiver pick reset to number 12, fair punishments? Have any other leagues had to do something like this? Can I, well, can I just say, I haven't had a single warning, so you can't do that to me. Well, you have. You just don't read them. Well, you've got to send the warning directly to well, me. I'll send it through post. Listen, I'm sorry, but the thread has been hijacked somewhat by, like, fucking social media stories, endless blather, crap about board games. It's very hard to, like, get to the real meat. So, uh, so you're saying there should only be... Football chat. Okay, but th- you won't respond no, to that. No. <laughs> hey, Capscanthi, I hope I said that right. Capscanthi, yeah. Uh, Geez, in our fantasy foot, foot, footy group, has been signing the group for months now. If you could take some time out and sign the petition below to kick them out for good, that would be awesome. They actually <laughs> did an e-petition, a government e-petition, to get him kicked out. Oh, poor sod. <laughs> Has this geezer got kids? Because uh, that's a mitigating factor. Mate, don't, you're you not the Daily like... Mail. That's what Daily Mail readers say. As a mother, I don't have time to do draft fantasy. It's nonsense. It's a nonsense. I've got loads of kids out Listen, there. If there were more mothers in our league, I might actually take part. You mother. Apathy kills. It's time to speak out. Ghosting is devastating the fantasy football community. Every week, fantasy managers are forced to deal with an epidemic of apathy from people they once called a rival. Such irresponsible behaviour can often lead to really rubbish game weeks, lack of banter, and in some extreme cases, name-calling. Just in the past month, there have been reports of at least 23 ghost managers ignoring WhatsApp group messages. For every 10 fantasy teams, there's at least one team where the lineup has not been changed since game week four. But now, by donating as little as two pound per month, you can help these freaks get the punishment they deserve. If you or a loved one are suffering from ghost syndrome, please call our free phone number now. Apathy kills fantasy football. It's time to speak out against those who speak no more. Together, we can help conquer this terrible disease. Hashtag Ghostbusters. Hashtag No More Silence. Hey, Manners, do you want a quick quiz? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, by your voice, I can tell you do. But I'm not going to be able to answer them. Yeah, you will. You will. You can just right. have a little guessy guess. <laughs> Former England striker Les Ferdinand played for three professional London clubs. QPR, Spurs, and which other? London club, London club. Famously Spurs. Famously Spurs. Famously QPR. QPR. Didn't know until you just told me. He was there at the beginning. I think, yeah, I was going to say early doors. So where did he finish up? Where Don't did where did most West Ham? Yeah, where did most washed-up players finish yeah. up? I was going to say Fulham, but I don't remember seeing him in two white London tops. And I feel like, you know, he was quite Londony, wasn't he? He's, like, he's very London. Yeah, so I felt like yeah, West Ham. So it was an educated guess, and it was bloody right. Well done. Do you want another one? Yeah. In seven Premier League appearances, how many goals did Swedish legend Henrik Larsson score for Man United? In how many games? Seven Premier League games. I'll tell you what, don't answer yet. We'll come back to that later on in the show. Good, let's go on with part two. Part two, it's time now for our secret journalist. Full Dorks, should we go and listen to him? 
Might as well see his dulcet Why don't you tones. listen to his uh, tips and then ignore him completely? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a given. Doesn't everybody? And we can catch up on how his gerbils are. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about those little shit. Right. <laughs> Here we go, secret journalist. The secret journalist. Shh, it's a bloody secret. Phil, how are you? I'm all right, Alfie. How are you? How's things? Yeah. How's how's life? Oh, do you know what? Uh, Madness really wants to know. How how are the gerbils? Oh man, well I've got sad news. It's 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 no longer gerbil pl- uh, plural. It's very much gerbil singular. Oh no, um, not a death. Yeah, more death. Yeah, Bert passed away sadly. He's um, he's left Ernie on his own. <laughs> it was coming. We, we I, I, you know, it was it was. We had a sad couple of days and. Um, and yeah, like kind of mourned his loss. Not that he contributed anything whatsoever to our lives, but yeah, it was sad, you know, to see him by. But yeah, he's left. Um, he's left the the one gerbil on its own now, looking a bit sad and lonely. <laughs> Imagine what that's what the real Bert and Ernie would be like if that happened. Hey, Bert. Hey, Ernie. Well, I suspect so. Yeah, I suspect so. Um, it, it, I mean, that, that's obvious. <laughs> we the, the the kind of slightly dark aspect of it was that uh, we, we also have two cats as well. We get delivered this uh, cat food, this natural cat food, so we thought, oh, there's only one thing we can bury the gerbil in, and that's in a natural cat food box. <laughs> so he's buried, out, he's buried out in the back garden in a natural cat food box with, with R.I.P. Bert written on it. Strange week, wasn't it? Game week twelve. No, I mean, I, I think it's you're seeing you're seeing the the league fall. You know, it's it's, it's separating itself out now, isn't it? I mean, it's it, you're starting to see the the bigger teams pull even further away, and it's starting to become clearer who's going to be in what aspect of the league, be it a sort of title challenge and a relegation battle. Um, I guess the the kind of the, the results that that stand out more than anything are, are like, well, Newcastle get another win and, and Rafa looks now to starting to be clicking in the place at Newcastle. Uh, much like he did last season, you know, arguably you could suggest he overachieved last season, getting them to where he did. Um, he was given very little to spend by Mike Ashley again and yet still keeps getting, like, despite a really, really bad start to the season, he's now starting to get results again and you wouldn't put it past him, you know, getting themselves comfortably in the mid-table. And... Um, and- Rondon is back. Rondon is back. Yeah, yeah. Rondon is back. Um, I mean, he's he's a weird one, isn't he, Rondon? Because he goes on little spurts of scoring, mm-hmm. uh, where he'll go sort of three or four weeks where he'll score goals, and then and then he'll look like he's not interested for for two months, and then come back and go. I mean, he's got all of the attributes that should make him a, a really really good top level striker. I mean, he's big, he's strong, he's, he's he can shift as well, and he and he knows where he knows where to be in the box to, to to receive stuff. I mean, I guess Newcastle's problem is always just can they supply him enough? And the, I mean, he, he scored two really, like decent goals from two very yeah. good deliveries at the weekend. So if they if they supply stuff for him, they'll score goals. That header was amazing. Do you know he's the one of only two? We probably do know this. One of only two players to score a hat trick of headers in the Premier League. Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, the other one being Big Dunk. Big Dunk, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you always got like images of Duncan Ferguson just being in the air for about a minute before the ball before the ball meets him, and he, yeah, just the poor sod of a centre back who had to mark him every week. 
And what about this uh, West Ham fallacy that we keep um, falling for? This clean sheet that's coming every single week. It's never arrived. I know. Well, I've, I've, um, I've abandoned it already. I've, I, I honestly looked at West Ham's fixtures and I thought, oh, surely they're going to get some clean sheets here. But then if they can't even get one against Huddersfield, then I think the game's up. Might as well just write it off. Oh, I've also heard rumours that Andy Carroll's back. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Really, the return of the big shot. All we need is Ben Teke as well to be back. Then all of the three useless units are back in action. And obviously there's um, Sami Nasri as well, West Ham. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I, was saying, I, I, I think I said this to you earlier. Like, I, honestly, the, I was listening to Five Live on the drive over to work yesterday and it came on and it started like a bulletin. Oh, Sami Nasri's back in the Premier League. Didn't even say which club it was at the first bit, and I thought it's West Ham. But it's West Ham, and the blow came on. He's going to join West Ham. I thought he's such. He's the most, <laughs> the most logical, obvious place. Of course, he's going to go to West Ham because they just love a lazy basket case at West Ham. So of course, he's going to go there. So anyway, let's talk about game week thirteen. Some interesting fixtures. You've got a big fixture, Fulham against Southampton. It's a, it's a big fixture and it's it's a big one for both teams. I've got a feeling that's going to be nil-nil. Like, because I think Southampton have, I mean, they, they don't, if they do score, they don't score very many more than one. And and I don't, and I think Fulham are in the place where I know that they're trying to play football and I know they're attacking, but I think they'll just take anything at the moment. So I've got the feeling they just need a result and I, and I um, I, I've just, I can see Mark Hughes shithousing him a little bit and it being nil-nil. I looked at Burnley and Newcastle and thought that's that looks a good candidate for nil-nil as well. I think Newcastle are, are probably capable of going. Burnley don't look don't look anywhere near the side they were last season, but I think they're probably capable of getting a, a draw at home. I don't think they'll they not be able to score, but they can certainly get a draw at home. So I think that might be nil-nil. Um, the other ones I was looking at, I think Man United will win comfortably this weekend. They'll probably smash Crystal Palace. They'll probably be like three or four nil. Uh, and then people wonder, people start talking about, oh, Man United about this to the silly in the content, you know, all that kind of stuff. They just swing back from one week to another, don't they, Man United, depending <laughs> on what they all lose. I think Chelsea will probably win at Tottenham. Oh, do you? I think they'll Not a draw them. Yeah. No, I, th- I think Chelsea might might win it two one. I like Chelsea. I think they're. I mean, I, no. I, 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 let me rephrase that. I don't like Chelsea. I really don't like Chelsea. But I, I think Starr is a good manager, and I like the football he tries to play there at Chelsea. But I think they're they're capable of getting a result at, at Tottenham. Pitch permitting, of course. How are you seeing um, Bournemouth against Arsenal then? I, I think Bournemouth might beat Arsenal. I've got. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know because Arsenal have been good this year, and you know they. I know they, sal- they, they more or less salvaged the draw against Wolves, but they've been good this year. And but I've just got a funny feeling that that Bournemouth might might have a little bit in, in them to do them. That maybe like one nil or two one, something like that. It's, well, it's either going to be that or Arsenal are going to win four nil away from home, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. First goal will be um, first goal will be massive in that game. I think. Let's talk players, Phil. Newcastle, we mentioned Newcastle, didn't we? I, I think you know. I mean, you, you mentioned Rondon, uh, but I think I think Kennedy might be worth a sniff. Which I mean, saying that he's worth a sniff in that I've just signed him this morning <laughs> for my draft fantasy football team, so I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Um, I swore after he missed that penalty at Cardiff that I'd never pick him again. He, he you know, kind of he pissed me off so much that day by was it not making a single pass in the first half of that game. Then getting a penalty right, it should have been sent off. 
Then he got a penalty right at the end to redeem himself and he missed the fucker. So I, I swore after that I'm never picking him again. But he's starting to show a little bit of life and starting to show some form. And New, Newcastle have got, you know, give or take the odd game in there. They've got a few fixtures where they could get something out of it. So I think, you know, Kennedy might be worth picking up. And he gets a few, um, for those who play with Conte points, he gets Conte points as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I don't, I, yeah, I mean, because he tackles and interceptions now. So I'm guessing because he, he's a big lad and he's quite physical, and he, he must he must get forward and make tackles. He must be, he must be like quite high pressing and making tackles. I can only assume that's where that's where he's getting those points from. Gambling on Newcastle's difficult, isn't it? You are you're massively gambling on him. But but you know we're, we're at this stage of the season where we pretty much know who are the people who are playing well and who aren't. I mean, it's it's panning for gold is a harder thing to do at this point of the season. I think. The other one, um, I mean, returning back to one of my favourite subjects of Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, Cavaliero scored a goal last week. I recommended him, didn't I? So I think, uh, <laughs> I think he's definitely probably. Well, I, I'd be very surprised if he didn't play again this week, and they're playing Huddersfield at home. So if you're not looking at Wolves this week with them playing Huddersfield and thinking there's points all over the shop from them, surely. Um, the only other ones I was I was looking at was that um, I mean we mentioned oh, actually it was about chance creation and players that have been quite active in creating chances in the last few weeks that you might not otherwise think of picking up. One of them's Aaron Moy from Huddersfield who is creating chances for them. Granted, it always needs someone to score them, but he is creating chances. Um, Camarasa at, at Cardiff is looking like a reasonable creative force for them. He's, he's creating chances. But again, it, it comes down to whether Cardiff have the players outside of, you know, Callum Patterson on a really fairly decent run at the moment who can actually score goals for him. Uh, so thanks very much for your input uh, this week again, Phil. Uh, fantastic. I hope you enjoy the international break. And I will. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks' time where we be doing normal football. Yeah, yeah, back to that stuff, yeah. All right, mate, sounds good. <laughs> All right, mate, <laughs> I'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Bye. Cheers, Al. Bye. journalist here we are part three great to hear from our secret journalists that was very lovely wasn't it Manners? well tragic yeah some tragedy yeah of course uh okay do you want to hear a stat yeah here we go then stat attack against bournemouth rafa benitez used 14 players from 14 different nations hmm well, just just gone yeah, 14 players. Fucking hey, hell, that's, that's quite, a lot, isn't it? Yeah. I can't even name 14 nations. Hey, six of them began with the letter S. Six of them start with S? Yeah, can you name... Senegal? Yes. Uh, Sweden? No. Oh, with S? And not Sweden? Switzerland? Yes. Uh, really Swaziland? <laughs> no, but there's one that's really close to England. Uh, uh, Scotland? Yes. Um, oh, bloody hell. There's one that's really close to Spain. Spain. <laughs> uh, there's one that's really close to I, North Korea. Look, uh, S- South Korea. <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, one that's really close to Slovenia. Slovenia. 
Slovakia. Ah, Slovakia. <laughs> it's a close to Slovenia. I don't know, no, but no. Ba- everyone yeah, thinks they're the same country, right? Sorry if we offended anyone. Are there any Senegal players? Senegalese yeah, Senegalese players. Yeah, Mohamed Diami. Mm. I mm. feel like there should be more. Well, sorry about that. Anyway. <laughs> it's now time, Manners. Yeah. For who that man? A gentle player. I'm a manager, oh, I'm a player. I wrote a book, I got to tell ya. Read all the juicy bits. 12.99 from WH Smith. Here we go then. Uh, this is Who Dat Man, a general player. For those who don't know, Manners is going to read out an autobiography. Not all of it, just some excerpts. Uh, from a former player or manager or whatever, and I have to guess who it is. Basically, we just hear stories. Okay, Manners, are you ready? You would think, after all these years, I would have been able to adopt a more philosophical approach to it, but no. I remember many years ago meeting Ron Atkinson when he was manager of Sheffield Wednesday. He was working on television at one of the matches and his team had lost in the last minute the day before, maybe even against Manchester United. I bet you had a good night last night, I said sarcastically, thinking he was the same as me. I imagined him getting home with a raving ump, taking it out on the rest of the world, stomping off to bed, not saying a word. Yeah, we had a really great night. Ron said all smiles. We got a karaoke in, had a Chinese. Gordon Strachan came over. <laughs> it must have been a good night. <laughs> Can you imagine? Gordon Strachan coming over and being a great night. Oh, yeah. Uh, is that the end of that bit? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, you didn't end it well, did you? What the fuck? This is what the guy wrote. What do you want from me? Well, you've got to have some sort of... Well, if you heard the podcast, you know that... I've Alfie, I can't... Look, these are just the quotes that are in the book. I can't, like, m- like make it up. Okay, okay. You know, and, you're, and you wouldn't be right to do so. It's so well done. Uh, <laughs> okay, so... If I would. Don't know, it is. You haven't given much away about the... Okay, let's just carry on. We got our first shock in pre-season training when we did a bleep test and Ken Wynn was beaten by Kevin Bond. Bleep tests are gruelling, but they are the best measurement of fitness. A player has to run between two points in a certain time, indicated by a bleep noise, speeding up as he gets more exhausted. It allows coaches to assess maximum oxygen intake. Kevin would have turned 50 that year he outran Ken Wynn. He just pulled up like a tired old racehorse. Keep going, Ken Wynn. What have you, what have you stopped for? I shouted. I'm tired, man, he said. I know, Ken Wynn, I replied. That's the point of it. We have to find out how fit you are when you are tired. But there was no getting him going again. He just had enough. Later that summer when we were playing Bournemouth in a pre-season friendly, he asked to come off. What's the problem, Kenwin? I asked. It's too hot, he said, shaking his head. Kenwin, I reminded him, as politely as I could in front of several thousand people. You're from Trinidad. This isn't even a warm day for you. <laughs> well, I, I know who it is. Yeah. But, um... I told you you'd know it really quickly. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's not, it, that isn't like out and out racist. And I don't think he's trying to be unpleasant. He's just trying to, <laughs> it, there's something just, there's some underpinning there. I think, I think it's fine. It's yeah, fine. It is I, funny. I mean, it, I mean the thing is, ultimately, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Ken, we must be talking about Kenwin Jones. Uh, you know, it is basically. I'm holding my yeah, hold, answer. You're edging. You're doing some edging. Yeah. 
West Ham were a shambles. It came as quite a shock. Bill didn't need someone looking for a quiet life. Someone who'd just sit back. They had gone down for a reason. And that was apparent to me the moment I walked through the door. Bill was upset that I said it publicly. But the, but the club was too easy going. Julian Dix was our captain, but didn't return from his summer holiday until two days after pre-season training had already started. His attitude was frighteningly poor at times. As for Ian Bishop, he had been with me at Bournemouth and I was appalled to see the state of him. He was £32 heavier than he'd been previously and I had the evidence to prove it. These days, sports science techniques address issues like body mass index, which assess how much players should weigh, taking variables such as height into account. I just had my black book out with the players' weights written down. Old school, but effective. Writing. Yeah. Writing is old school. Yeah, exactly. I suppose it is. Yeah. I suppose it is. Well, who is it? Because I should know now. If you don't... Um, yes, well, it's Harry Redknapp, isn't it? It's Harry Redknapp. It's good old Harry. We don't... Yeah. Exactly. We have some juicy stories now. <laughs> well, he's actually... He's not... He comes across... I mean, I, I, I have a lot of respect and time for Harry. He was Portsmouth's best ever manager. Anyone that says otherwise. Well, I mean, anyone who oversaw that period of massive overspending was going to be a best. The whole Premier League overspends. We didn't. If Chelsea had, or if Chelsea had, didn't have Abramovich's money, if he just said, "I'm walking away, I'm taking my assets back," they would go into administration. I agree. I'm just saying that for the same reason, I don't necessarily rate Pep as the greatest ever because he's only ever done it at amazing clubs. And Mourinho. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Pep, I like to see Pep come down to Portsmouth when we were like fourth from bottom and then take us up as champions next. Mm. I mean, actually, I would genuinely yeah. like to see <laughs> Yeah, I bet you would. Anyway. I decided to ignore Tony and eventually track Kanu down. How are you doing? What are you doing? Nothing, boss. Have you been training? Have you kept fit? I went over the park for a run, you know. How often? Yesterday. <laughs> It wasn't a promising start. He'd had one run all summer, and I wasn't convinced he'd had that. But we weren't in a position to be picky. Do you want to play this season? He said he did. So he came down to train with us. The very first day, he arrived with his agent to sign a contract. I told him we couldn't do a deal without seseing him in a match first. So I put him in the reserves against Cardiff City. He scored an absolute world-class goal, bent into the top corner exactly as he aimed it. But the next day, we had a problem. We couldn't fly into Southampton Airport after the game, so we came back to Bournemouth, which is where I found Kanu, slumped on the seats by the luggage carousel. But now he had earned his own nickname at the club. You all right, King? I'd asked. Gaffer, I can't move, he said. I thought he was joking. Right, get your bags, I told him. We've got to go. I told you, he said. I can't move. One doctor reckoned his body had gone into mild shock with exhaustion. We had to lift him up, and it took a few of us. I mean, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> was there a, a slight bit of African accent, Nigerian well, accent I, I, I was heard trying, there? I, look, I've heard, I've heard Kanu talk. And Kanu? Kanu. 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 Kanu? I, I always thought, like, you know, like... <laughs> no, but you have Kane. You have Kane, right? And um, I remember when Kanu was around, but I always thought Kanu sounded better. Kanu. Car. You can't just decide. But there's no R in it. K, K, it's more of a K. K, K new. K new. Oh, oh sorry. Alright, Kanu. Alright, well, if you want to say Kanu, mate, do you mean no one will know who you're talking about? The following Monday, Paolo came back with his team of lawyers to negotiate for the number 10 shirt. At first, we tried to tell him that we'd sold so many replicas with Future 16 on the back, it would be impossible to change, but he called our bluff. 
How many? He asked. I will pay a hundred thousand. No, I'm sorry. I got did a stupid accent. Carnu's <laughs> back in the room. <laughs> I wanted to do Spanish because he sounds Spanish. He's Portuguese. Well, yeah, exactly. Just do Spanish then. But I don't know how uh, without sounding too cab. Let's fight. Do it. Right. Do it. Do it. How many? He asked. <laughs> I sound like that bloke from Strictly. It's scary. All right, right, right. <laughs> This, is, this whole podcast is starting to sound increasingly racist, and it's I really not, want to avoid not. that. Honestly, I edit out all the really right. racist just, stuff. We just keep the mild racism. Just keep the racism out. Right, okay. Oh, shit. No, he's done it back to front of the story. Sorry. Uh, let me start again. Do you want to do the whole... Yeah, I'll do the whole thing again. And then we had a problem with Paolo. Eddie handed him his shirt, number 16, and it got thrown back in his face. Next thing, Paolo is in my face too. For just 10, not 16, he said. Eusebio, 10. Maradona, 10. Pele, 10. Future 10, not fucking 16. Spanish, French. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit more. <laughs> By this point, there were 45 minutes to kick off. It's changed now, Paolo, I explained as gently as good. We've got squad numbers and yours is number 16. We didn't choose that number. When you came, all our numbers were gone. So Eddie gave you number 16. Number 10, he insisted. Future 10, number 10. Milan, Atletico, Madrid, Porto, Benfica, Sporting, Future 10. At first we tried to tell him there were some, so many replicas with Future 16 on the back that it was impossible to change, but he called our bluff. How many? He asked. I will pay £100,000. And that was when I knew this was an argument we could not win. Future was willing to spend £100,000 just to be number 10. In the end, he got it a lot cheaper. John Monker, the number 10, agreed to swap, and Paolo let him have two weeks in his villa in the Algarve. Classy. That is quite funny. The, I mean, there's something nice about uh, the wealth of a Portuguese man being able to give an Englishman sort of a holiday in the Algarve for He's cheap. He's happy with that. I'll give you £100,000. Oh, be all right with a holiday in Algarve, frankly. Holiday in Algarve, thank you very much. Me Julie loves... Yeah. Me Julie. <laughs> Me Julie. <laughs> Fucking weird reference oh, there. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, that's good. Is there any more? It's good that's it. That's, that's, that's all, all they're at. That's it's all we've got, yeah. He said it's actually... What's funny about it is that you think it's going to be full of, like, sort of more wheeling-dealing stuff, but... Is it not? Well, I think it's just more... It's a bit more... Um, He's just a bit gentler than that, I suppose. Well, he's going to do that in the book anyway. He's not going to come across as right. He's got a lot of stories, dodger. to be fair. Yeah. He's done some interesting things in football, and he's, and he's had success as well. I never got the impression that um, Harry Ednett was a knob. A lot of him, you're just like, yeah, you're probably a bit of a dick. No, I've, I mean, like I said, I'm a massive fan of Ednett. And I've, I've seen him be interviewed on local TV when, I was, when he was at Pompey. For loads of time. He always, everything he says is always straight to the point and it isn't he doesn't he doesn't play bullshit, that's for sure. Hmm. Uh and this league sadly misses him, I think. We miss we miss people like Harry. I think the game's too far gone for him now. Is there anything else to add about Red Nap? What's the book called? Oh shit. Yeah, we've got the picture of the book here. It is called Harry. <laughs> It's called Harry. It's called Harry, my autobiography. What if there's someone else called Harry? He's got a very odd-looking picture of him on the front. It's all a... It just looks a bit sort of... Oh, no, it's because apparently he had a car crash when, when he was Bournemouth manager, and that's why he looks a bit like that. No, 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 I know that. No, I know... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. Fuck, what do you mean? You sound out like that. Well, I oh, don't know. I don't funny, know where you've seen weird fa- No, it's just more the pose. It's more like... Uh... Oh, he's trying to come across all jovial. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's like... 
either smile or just look like a manager. Doesn't but it's sort of in between. It's like, can you smile, Harry? Oh, do I fucking have to? Come on, Harry, smile. Uh, too sinister, Harry. Too sinister. Yeah. Take it oh, down a bit. Yeah. No, no, a bit more, a bit more. Yeah. Well, uh, we've not got it, lads. Harry, we've booked the studio for an hour. Might as well take some more shots. And uh, that <laughs> looks like a man who spent an hour having a close-up portrait taken. And then going, fuck this and down yeah, the pump. Yeah. And that's the one they had to settle with. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting at. Not the fact that he'd had surgery. Yeah, I must have been. Very, very rude of you, frankly. <laughs> well, I didn't know what you were getting at. Anyway, so Harry Redknapp's autobiography called Harry, probably to purchase, is it twelve ninety nine W H Smith? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Why not? Who's that man? Who's that man? Here we go, part four, manners. Welcome to part four. Oh. <laughs> we made this it the last thus far. Part. This is the final countdown, as it were. So well done, listeners, if you made it this far. If you skip to part four, I mean... Well done. Well done for using You've actually technology. managed to get your phone out your pocket and skip ahead. <laughs> yeah. Get past the bit with me in it. Um, but you were still... Yeah, I'm okay. still here. Uh, so, tough. should we do the answer to that question I asked you earlier, Manners? Seven Premier League appearances, how many goals does Swedish legend Henrik Larsson score for Man United? Four. Is that your final answer? It's my final answer. No, it's wrong. Oh, one. Score one goal. Upcoming game week fixtures. Game week 13. This, this coming weekend, of course, is the international break. But then it's game week 13. So Saturday, 24th of November, Brighton against Leicester, Everton against Cardiff, Fulham against Southampton, Man United against Crystal Palace, Watford against Liverpool, West Ham against Man City, and the late kickoff is Tottenham against Chelsea. Sunday, the 25th of November, AFC Bournemouth against Arsenal, Wolves against Huddersfield Town, and Monday, yes, more Monday night football. Burnley against Newcastle United. Christ. Yes, Christ. How about that for a Monday night? Oh, I'm going to have to sit through that shit as well. Oh, no, I know. I'll be looking at the clean sheets because all I ever seem to do. My tips for you guys, Everton, Wolves, Southampton. They're my clean sheet tips. Any other business? Did you have anything to say? No, um, but I have got an invite to uh, a rugby match. Well... <laughs> I mean, I knew you'd be thrilled not, about that. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go and watch some men hug each other, that's totally up to you. That's a brutal sport, you know. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thug's game played by gentlemen. Correct. And football is a gentleman's game played by thugs. But then you meet some Australians and South Africans and you realise they don't even have any gentlemen in the country, let alone playing the game. No. Yeah. They're all thugs. thugs. Thank you for sharing this wonderful moment with me, Manners. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you, listeners for listening Jeez, if you've yeah. made it this far poor sods yeah and we will be back in a couple of weeks uh, to review game week 13 and then move on to game week 14 it's been an absolute pleasure in the meantime take care of yourselves and each other goodbye the drum the drum fantasy, 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 fantasy and it's, it's love, love.